Six on BYU Sports Nation. March basketball in Las Vegas. We are live from the West Coast Conference Men's and Women's Basketball Championships. West Coast Conference Associate Commissioner Jeff Torrio joins us. What's new about this year's tournament? And BYU Hoops Head Coach Jeff Judkins. Plus, BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo sounds off on the Big 12 aftermath. The Cougs' relationship with ESPN and bowl game tie-ins. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation, live from Las Vegas, Viva your day-to-day play-by-play. Yeah. Now, from the Orleans Arena. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, March 2nd, wherever and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. Hey, 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 we're in Vegas. Yes. Spencer Linton and Jerem George. Road trip. Yeah, it's great to get out of Studio B. I love Studio B, but it's nice to hit the road sometimes. And this is our second home. This is the seventh year BYU TV's been here at the Orleans Arena covering the West Coast Conference Basketball Tournament. This is the fourth year that the show is here. We actually debuted the show on TV because originally the BYU Sports Nation was on the radio. BYU Radio only. So this is kind of the third year anniversary of us being on yeah. TV. Yeah, how about that? And show number 932 for those okay. that are counting. I can't wait for show 1,000. Every time <laughs> we hit a significant mark, we do something crazy. Wait, we've never done anything. Oh, yeah. So maybe I, we should do something So for maybe show for 1,000 we do something. Okay. Yeah. Hey, speaking of road trips, yeah. okay, I want to take you back to a moment that we all experienced in our Toyota minivan yesterday as we drove down from Provo. Okay. The NFL Films music. Yeah. Serenading us and yeah. us ad-libbing different prominent moments of BYU sports within yeah. the last season. We have all these ideas that we'll never do you know, <laughs> about BYU sports and, hey, we can do this on the show. And what? I, and in the end, we're just trying to have fun. But, yeah, we, we started narrating the BYU basketball season as if yes. there were NFL Films. Yes. Right? <laughs> as BYU descended upon Spokane to take on <laughs> Goliath, number one Gonzaga. Yeah. With this epic music. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's too good. We've got to find something for that, right? You know what wasn't good? Uh-oh. There was, a, there was some run about your pants yesterday. What's not good about my Nike okay. Tech fleece? I like them. I don't man know. Man I don't know. Yeah, man You've lost a lot of people at that point, I think. What? Yeah. So people. I tweeted out a picture of your pants. Which you got from the Nike employee store. So there's some street cred, right? Shout out you to get Chris them, Burke. You get them from Beaverton, boom, right? Yeah, They're cool. Yeah, yeah. They're progressive. That's up to the people. They are progressive. That doesn't mean they're great, though. Just because it's progressive, is that your insurance company too? Listen, just because they're progressive doesn't mean that they're awesome. You know, I, I, have I, I, zero I don't know. I put issue. it out there for the people. I have zero issue pushing the limits with my Nike fashion. You're at the worst school for that idea. Good. <laughs> Good. Because there's a conservative nature, right? That's who we are. I embrace it. Yeah. How long are your pants today? Do you, do they, they, go down your to, they go down to my ankles. Is that modest? If it doesn't yes, cover your ankles? Yes. They I'm go down kidding. to my ankles, granted. I know. I'm just kidding. I don't care. The radio audience is like, I can't describing pull Spencer's you, ankles. Do you want me to make my man pre's a thing again today? They go to I Vegas. All that. of a sudden, they show a little more skin, and it's Spencer's <laughs> ankles. Look out. <laughs> Wow. They are they are aggressive. Those that are supporting me, thank you. Those that are not supporting me, get with 2017. Let's go. Well, apparently I'm behind. Yeah, well. I don't because I don't have man priest. You gonna join the movement? You gonna join Rafa Nadal and myself and, and you... all soccer goalkeepers at the world level? <laughs> Good for those guys. <laughs> They're not American. It's Vegas, man. I know. It's Vegas. I know. We're excited to be here. 
Bring on the headlines! It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. Led by this, BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo spoke with the media at the Marriott Center Annex yesterday for 45 minutes. Jerem Jordan in attendance. Subjects included the Big 12 aftermath, an ESPN contract renewal, and this comment on BYU's ties with future football bowl games. I think that ESPN is such a uh, a leader in the bowl uh, season with all their connections with the conferences, with the schools and the personalities involved, with the bowls themselves, that I I feel really confident that one way or the other we're going to end up in a bowl if we're bowl eligible. But I I can't really say right now what it's going to be. More of Tom Homo's commentary in about 30 minutes. Yeah, where's BYU at with the renewal with uh, ESPN? Because the contract ends, I believe, after next season. And then uh, what bowl game is BYU going to play in this season and next season? Those answers uh, from Tom Homo coming up later in the show, as you mentioned. Hey, BYU football held its second practice of spring ball yesterday. Senior safety Matt Hadley saw some time at running back yesterday. Hadley says Kalani Satake isn't afraid to mix it up with his players. Coach Satake, he does a, a really, really good job at looking at players and seeing their strengths and saying and, and, and trying them out at different spots to see, you know, if he if he does better there for in my case, you know, he noticed that, you know, maybe I would be better running the ball. Um, not to take away from when he says that to people, it's not to take away from what they're doing, you know, like if you were to move somebody else, it's not to say, Oh, you're not good at that position, it's just let's try you at this. So Matt Hadley getting some running running back. Is he going to play a significant role at running back this fall? I don't I don't think so. Per These se- are experimental things, right? Uh, Squally Canada, Riley Burt, uh, Ula Tolutau. Not to mention uh, KJ Hall. There you okay, go. So there's there's four guys I would put in front of Matt currently, but yeah. it's the spring. You can kind of mix it up. Not the whole roster isn't in right now. There's some yeah. return missionaries. There's some injuries and whatnot. So Matt Hadley some, running back. Try some things out. Hey hey, try Matt running back. Why not or uh, quarterback? Yesterday at the I'm NFL Combine in Indianapolis, Jamal Williams, speaking of running backs, was measured at 6 feet, 212 pounds, an arm length of 31 and 1 fourth inches, and 10-inch hands. What does all of that mean? I have uh, yeah, no I idea. Don't, I, I don't know either, but the it's, NFL scouts. it's NFL Combine. However, I know that they will be watching closely as he performs on the bench press, and he will have those always interesting interviews that the players go through. In what fact, kind of tree would you be? Yeah, oak he said tree. oak tree, right? The one in Avatar. Which I don't think was an okay. Or how many different things can you do with a paperclip? You have a minute to talk Daniel about Daniel Sorensen said he was asked that uh, at the NFL Combine. They're just putting you on your toes, right? Yeah. Harvey Longy will also be participating in interviews and hospital exams today. Yeah, good luck to uh, those guys for sure. And the women's basketball tournament begins today. BYU's practicing on the court behind us as we speak. The Cougars play the winner of San Diego and Portland, uh, which is going to be played today. You can watch all four games uh, two playing games, two quarterfinals for the women. Live right here on BYU TV starting at 3 Eastern time. Four games today, four games tomorrow, two Saturday, two Monday, live right here on BYU TV. It's going to be a ton of fun. We've got our A-list crew down here in Vegas. We're very excited. That's how we roll. 12 games over the next few days live from Las Vegas. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. High hopes and calculated concerns. I, I don't feel, um, you know, like like that right now that we, we have the urgency in practice that 
this tournament actually does, demands. Head coach Dave Rose in BYU men's basketball right smack in the middle of balancing hope and concern. Rose and the Cougars will showcase their efforts at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas this Saturday afternoon, 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific tip, live on BYU TV. With that in mind, Jerem, roll out today's Twitter question. Autobots roll out. Transform and roll out. What gives you the greatest hope and or concern as BYU enters the West Coast Conference Tournament? Okay? Fresh off of a win against number one Gonzag, okay? You're feeling high, yet there are some issues, right? Dave Rose just addressed one of them. That's a big one. First tweet. Use hashtag BYUSN at Ryben3. Concern, getting the monkey, Gales, off our back. The new New Mexico, if you will. Mm. Hope, we can beat anyone one time. See Herbrook's miracle. Love I, that I would say see BYU Saturday against Gonzaga. At Kugbaka tweets in, Hope, at the end of the tournament, Spencer Linton is donning the tourney train hat. We, we need it up on the set. I think it's in our van <laughs> down by the river. <laughs> The steady diet of government cheese. We did, Chris Farley we did said. bring it. It is in the back of the van. Maybe we move it up here after BYU wins a game, right? No. We brought it to sit up here. You want to display the tournament train hat and nothing else on this desk? No, just on the side. Oh, right here. Just have okay. it available <laughs> so if there's a You want it as the centerpiece? No, the centerpiece <laughs> is our chemistry. Well, Kugbaka says, concern early exit from the tournament. I sent out a poll That's question a concern. Sure. three days ago yeah. asking what were the expectations for BYU fans and, and how the Cougars men's basketball team would fare down here. Only 4% thought one and done. 55%, however, said loss in the semifinals. Okay, and that's a concern. When Dave Rose says BYU's not playing with the urgency and practice required for the tournament, demands? Yeah. That's a real issue. Yeah. What? You just beat Gonzaga. How are you not sky high? The the. This is a concern for me, though, that BYU doesn't have that level of urgency. What? But, they, but it's Wednesday. They don't play until Saturday. So I think that's okay. But there is some good news. The good news is that BYU finally, what has Dave Rose been saying all year? We, because of injuries and additions, Corbin Kafusi, LJ Rose, Kyle Davis, and so on, Alleged Bryant, we haven't been able to play the same rotations together for a while. Yet, this backcourt, I think, is finding its groove. Elijah Bryant, TJ Haas, Nick Emery, they are playing well together. And this is what Dave Rose had to yeah. say about that. I think the, the, the real uh, improvement with the group is that we've had a couple weeks, uh, especially those three guards, Nick and TJ and Elijah, of where they've been able to play a lot of minutes together. You just That's important. Dave Rose talk about the concern of intensity, but the hope of a growing trend of solid guard line play. And they brought it. Absolutely they have. The road to the Cougars' first, hopefully, West Coast Conference tournament title or any Vegas tournament title in 16 years begins in just two days, and they will do so with that trio of fantastic guards. That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU's starting backcourt is averaging 43.3 points per game the last three road games. We say the last three because this is neutral, road-ish, right? Backcourt points from the starters is important. BYU put up 40 at Gonzaga with those three, okay? Including nine threes. They made nine threes. That's the key. Against oh. Portland, it was 58 because Elijah Brandt scored 39. They had 11 threes in that game. San Francisco, 32 points, four threes. That backcourt needs to be really good because you know Eric Meek is going to be there. Yoli Childs is going to start, by the way, Saturday against LMU. That backcourt needs to bring it. 
Because one of the concerns is that you don't have a bench. I don't see how BYU. Ah, can yes, win. yes. I don't see that BYU. I don't know how BYU can win this tournament without a bench. How about uh, that what? reality check? Okay, as yeah. good as those three guards have been, and we just went through each of the last three road games where they have brought it. How do you maintain that level of play in a condensed amount of time? Meaning, win three games in a four-day span against two ranked teams without some significant help and rest because of your bench players, okay? These guys are really good, TJ Haas, Nick Emery, and Elijah Bryant, but how do you keep them fresh? The key to beating St. Mary's Monday, potentially, is not on Monday. It's in the first half on Saturday. Mm. If you can get a lead and get a big lead and be able to rest their guys with, I don't know, six to eight minutes left in the game, now they have a chance, Right. I, I still don't see how even if BYU gets to Tuesday, they would have enough in the tank. You know who didn't have enough in the tank multiple times? Lee Kamar, Trent Playstead, Keeney Young, Jimmer Fredette. It's just tough. It's tough to win it's three just games really in four tough. days. And this group is really good, and they can beat Sp- Gonzaga and Spokane. Without a bench, I have little to no hope, honestly, that BYU can win three here in four days against two ranked teams because you need a group <laughs> effort. That's a ton to ask. This is what Dave Rose said about depth. If I were to critique our guys, that I would just think that we need more guys playing at a higher level in order to get this done. You can't do it with just one or two or three guys. You got to have a, a group of guys that go all the way down the bench that pull in and help you um, get something like this done. It doesn't necessarily mean points either. Like Stephen Bale could come in and play good, solid defense and not score a point and still be a significant contributor. Peyton Dastrup, rebound. Davin Gwynn defending. Braden Shaw, don't turn it over three times in a row like in Spokane, but rebound and play solid D. Now we're talking, okay? I'm not talking about points per se, but if those guys can raise their game, if the ocean level goes up for the whole team and and you get three to four guys that show up, not all five in the starting lineup are going to be bonkers, right? Now you're talking about potentially doing something special. In Portland, they were able to pull some of the starters because they built a significant lead. LMU is a tougher matchup than Portland for BYU Saturday. Truth. And St. Mary's is the worst matchup in the league for BYU. There you go. A couple of concerns outlined by Dave Rose, the intensity of his team, and the bench depth of his team. And nobody knows it better than the head coach. Right. But BYU's coming off its best win of the season. That's the best news possible. The balance. Yes. The balance of hope and concern. And that is where we center our Twitter question today. What's Trending brought to you by Ahern Rentals, offering commercial and residential high-lift equipment at more than 80 locations nationwide. Let's keep it rolling. Your Twitter responses. What gives you the greatest hope and or concern as BYU enters the tournament? Coming up, West Coast Conference Associate Commissioner Jeff Toriel on tournament improvements. Was it a good thing for BYU to beat Gonzaga from a conference standpoint? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcasting on BYU TV and BYU Radio live from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. This week we look forward to all year. Yeah, it's it's going to be great. Today is the start of the West Coast Conference Basketball Championships. We're going to have four women's games today, two playing games, 7, 10, 8, 9 games, and then we have two quarterfinals. Then Friday we have four games. Monday we have two games. Uh, sorry, Saturday, two games, Monday, two games. So tons, tons of games, shows between games, halftime shows, BYU Sports Nation, of course, live on Saturday as well, by the way. 
noon Eastern time. You can check that out. So full coverage right here from the Orleans Arena on BYU TV. What gives you the greatest hope and or concern as BYU enters the West Coast Conference Tournament? Our Twitter topic of the day at NickLee51 says, Hope, we beat Gonzaga. That happened in Spokane. Remember that? Huge momentum swing. Concern. If BYU gets past St. Mary's, Gonzaga is going to play ticked off. Yeah, they have the last two years. (laughs) Yeah. Did you know BYU's never played St. Mary's here in men's? Isn't that crazy? Weird, right? Six years. The hope is that Monday night that happens. Got to get through LMU. Yeah. And St. Mary's has got to survive that 7-10 game, right? Yeah, yeah, that'll be rough. (laughs) It's been rough for them all year. <laughs> they're so good. They've had a tough season, man. They're so they're so good. <laughs> Joining us now to discuss all things West Coast Conference basketball in Las Vegas is WCC Associate Commissioner Jeff Toriel. This is an annual tradition. What's up, Jeff? Jeff. Hello. So welcome back. Welcome back to you guys. Glad we're you're we're here. here again. Thank you for having me. We're glad you're here. This are are you really glad that we're here? I am. <laughs> He's a sincere <laughs> fellow. I know. I know. Sometimes. <laughs> hey, I, I hope you slept well last night because the games start today and it's madness over the next five days. I didn't, but it is. Uh, no, we're very excited. It should be a lot of fun. I think what we've seen on the women's side all year is that this is going to be a competitive week of basketball. I have no idea what to expect. And obviously there's some really talented teams on the men's side, but there should be some very competitive games in there too. So we're, we're excited to see it unfold. Yeah. What, what's new this year? Because I noticed something very new in the middle of the court high above. New video boards. That was negotiated, I think, into the renewal of That's right. New Orleans, right? That's right. We're very excited for that. Um, we think that it will – we know that it will enhance the fan experience here and make things a lot more fun, try and be more interactive with our fans. So now we're able to do things like have an in-arena host – to interact with fans throughout, give away more prizes, contests, those things. Uh, also, last year we didn't really tout it very much, but there is arena-wide Wi-Fi, which is a nice touch in this day and age. That is a nice touch. Uh, and I noticed, too, there's going to be eight games broadcast on Twitter. Yes. And, and we're a part of that as well. With, That's right. With we'll be borrowing the BYU TV broadcast to stream on Twitter, so thank you for that. So, uh, no, it's very exciting, yeah. honestly, um, to be a part of that platform. These will be the first postseason basketball games, uh, men's and women's on Twitter, which is, as you know, a very relevant social media platform. And, and from our end, the point is to get our, our games and have our games be as available to fans anywhere, no matter where they are, and Twitter is an important part of that. Spencer's helping call a lot of those games, so don't mess it up. Yeah, I'll, tr- I'll try not year. to. Yeah, yeah. I'll try not to. Bring it. Also, uh, since you have the in with Twitter, maybe you can hook Jeremy and I up with uh, some blue check marks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't have one. Why, what makes you think gotta, I can pull that off? Just like, i got to put the place. oxygen mask on me, and then I'll help yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense to me. Uh, Associate Commissioner of the West Coast Conference, Jeff Toriel, with us. What will the fan experience be like for those attending at the Orleans Arena in this year's tournament? It should be a lot of fun, and and fundamentally that starts with good games, and I think we'll see that again as we've been blessed in in years past with that. But uh, having this video board allows us to do things we haven't had in the past. We've partnered with a uh, very popular rideshare company. I don't know if I'm allowed to mention name brands. Okay, okay. And they'll they'll be offering discounts on rides to and from the arena along with a chance to win $100 in ride credit every single day just Mm. by taking a ride here to the arena or from the arena. Um, So... Things like that to try and, to try and um, make things a lot more fun. We'll be giving away some tickets to later rounds during the earlier rounds, so we know those are obviously hard to come by, so we're hoping that that's something that people enjoy as well. Okay, St. Mary's and Gonzaga have been ranked wire to wire, and you've had the number one team in the league until for a couple weeks until uh, uh, Saturday. What's that been like for the league to have Gonzaga and St. Mary's be so good? Uh, they're, they're fun to watch. 
Um, they're very efficient, but I think nationally it, it has brought up a lot, a lot of attention to West Coast Conference basketball. And I think uh, the reflex might be that it was, <clears throat> excuse me, bad for BYU to beat Gonzaga on Saturday night from a conference standpoint, but that's not the case at all. I mean, it, it shows that, hey, this conference is a lot more than Gonzaga and St. Mary's. I mean, we know how talented BYU is and how capable BYU is of beating anybody on any given night. That's three years in a row, as you well know, in Spokane. Wild. Um, and so we're very excited about the season that we've had to date, and we know that over the long term it's it's going to bring even more exposure. I mean, look, this year we have four new head coaches on the men's side and seven new head coaches over the last three <laughs> years. So Wild. our schools are making a commitment to men's basketball, and, and you're starting to see it pay off. Um, it's going to take time. Obviously, Gonzaga has built something very special, but it, it's doable. And it's great to have San Francisco and Santa Clara kind of get to that 20-game level, and that's kind of raised uh, the whole ocean level, I guess, of the men's side. Yeah, how about what Kyle Smith has done at, at USF? I yeah. mean, picked ninth by his, his fellow coaches, which I don't think was necessarily wrong, um, but he's won 20 games so far, and, and they've had a heck of a season. And, and obviously Herb Sendek and the track record yeah. he's had at yeah. Santa Clara wow. prior to coming to Santa Clara and the job he's done has been impressive, too. And then the other guys are Damon Stoudemire and Terry Porter, so that's yeah, fun. Former well. NBA yeah. stars of the Trailblazers. Yeah, yeah Very great. cool stuff happening in the West Coast Conference. Uh, when you look at BYU TV and the partnership that the West Coast Conference has with BYU TV, uh, what do you, how do you gauge exposure that uh, is available to the West Coast Conference through that platform? Well, it's, it's incredible. It's national, it's international television, and that's something that, you know, without BYU TV, many of these games would, would be seen digitally probably, which is fantastic and becoming more and more important every day. But to have that, that linear presence with the reach that BYU TV has and the audience that it brings, I mean, that's exposure that we, we couldn't write a check and purchase. Is the expectation uh, on the men's side, Gonzaga St. Mary's will get at large if they don't happen to win. If someone else wins, you get three in. And then on the women's side, probably just one at this point, you think? I think that's realistic. Yeah, I think that Gonzaga and St. Mary's are, are, are locks for the men's tournament. I don't think there's any question about that with the, the resumes they've built to date. And yeah, I, I, my personal belief on the women's side is this is a year where we'll have our champion in, in the NCAA tournament. It's tough to balance, like, what's best for the conference? Is it three teams or Gonzaga and St. Mary's specifically on the men's side performing well, meeting in the championship, and then, you know, bettering their seeds for the selection committee? So, I mean, do you want more teams, or do you want the teams that get in to have better seeds? Both. Yeah, is that a choice? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, no, it, it, you know, honestly, one of the hardest things about working at a conference office is I, I spent 10 years on a campus prior to coming here is that you – you put down the pom-poms, you're no longer a cheerleader. And you really just, I, I mean, in some senses, it's easier to sleep at night because you're not as devastated by a loss or as ecstatic and emotionally high at, after a big win. But, it, but it's hard to just, you know, we want to put on a great event and whatever's going to happen is going to happen, um, which is why, I, I, you know, when I watch other games not involving West Coast Conference teams, maybe I root a little bit more passionately because that's my, my outlet. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's always traditional to ask you the outlook of the Braves. I know you're going to spring training next week. I am. I'm so excited for that. They'll, they'll be 
less awful than they've been. Um, I think <laughs> hey, I'm a Mariners fan. They're on the they're, they're on the upswing. Uh, mediocre at best, but better mediocre than last year. Yeah. It sounds weird to say that Braves baseball is ever really in a bad position. I just always but associate... I live in the '90s mentally with yeah, them. right. Me too. Yeah, I'm like right? Terry Pendleton's my homeboy. <laughs> Otis yeah. Nixon is stealing first Fred, base. Fred in the McGriff's instructional and... videos. You go back to bat- Braves teams. I, I mean, I grew up. With bad Braves teams, but Dale Murphy was was my favorite Brave. And, oh yeah, you know you guys are, are certainly quite familiar with that. And, and watching him play uh, and patrol the outfield every single day was was a lot of yeah. fun. We had him on the show a few yeah. weeks ago. He was uh, the keynote yeah. speaker at BYU those... Baseball's uh, uh, fundraiser yeah. first pitch dinner. Yeah, so I miss cool. those light blue jerseys. I really do. <laughs> maybe one day they'll bring them back. <laughs> I'll see yes. what I can do. Yeah. I just I just remember Mark Lemke. He was always my Mark favorite player, the second baseman, the, the unsung hero. If, if, if I have time for a quick random story, uh, I worked in independent baseball for a couple of years as a radio guy before I went over to college athletics. And the league I was in, Mark Lemke was trying to revive his career as a pitcher, a knuckleball pitcher. <laughs> what? So he was, he was out there. Uh, he pitched a season and a half. Didn't go very well. Oh, wow. my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Oh, wow. Only the analysis and insight you can get from one <laughs> Jeff Torrey. Finally, I learned something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Associate Commissioner of the West Coast Conference, Jeff, great to talk to you. As always, look forward to a fantastic tournament. Thanks for Jeff. coming out, guys. We'll have a fun week. We'll be texting you 1,000 times the next five days. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. Yes. That's if it's not true. more. What's the Wi-Fi password again, Jeff? What gives you the greatest hope and or concern as BYU basketball enters the West Coast Conference tournament? Your response is coming up on the show. Plus, BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo. Speaking on the Big 12 aftermath, the Cougs' relationship with ESPN and bowl game tie-ins, this is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by BYU Dining Services, chef-driven, student-powered. A warm welcome, and warm being the operative word because... It's in the 60s in Las Vegas. Well, outside, yeah. True. We're going to be in here all day, which is great. We don't. We can go outside for a few minutes in between games. That's true. We did bring mitts. <laughs> and a football. So and Ben Bagley's blacktop football. Nerf Raider football that's <laughs> traditional to play with. Yeah, nothing like blacktop football in the back of the Orleans yeah. Arena. That's how, it. how we roll. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. We're on demand anytime, anywhere. If you missed our opening topic, what has Dave Rose so concerned but equally hopeful about his BYU basketball team as they head down to Las Vegas for their opening round game on Saturday? This afternoon they live, by the way. Oh, there you go. Mm -hmm. Fly down, get ready for LMU on Saturday, 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific on BYU TV. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. Athletic Director Tom Holmo spoke with the media at the Marriott Center Annex yesterday for 45 minutes. You'll hear all about it in just a few minutes. Big 12 aftermath, ESPN potential contract renewal, and bowl game tie-ins. BYU football held its second practice of spring ball yesterday. Senior safety Matt Hadley saw time at running back yesterday. Hadley says Kalani Stake isn't afraid to mix it up with his players. Coach Satake, he does a, a really, really good job at looking at players and seeing their strengths and saying and, and, and trying them out at different spots to see, you know, if he if he does better there. For in my case, you know, he noticed that, you know, maybe I would be better running the ball. Um, not to take away from when he says that to people, it's not to take away from what they're doing. You know, like if you were to move somebody else 
It's not to say, oh, you're not good at that position. It's just let's try you at this. Let's experiment. If it works and it's better, great for all involved. That's what they do. Yesterday at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis, Jamal Williams measured at 6 feet, 212 pounds, an arm length of 31 and a quarter inches and 10-inch hands. I really thought he was going to be 33 yeah, inches that's, on the uh, arm length. Shoot. I thought that was you know, pretty disappointing. Maybe 10 and a quarter inch hands. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> Today he'll perform on the bench press. Okay, really paying attention will be the scouts on that. And do his interviews. Harvey Longy participating in interviews and hospital exams. And the women's basketball tournament begins today. BYU just wrapped up practice on the court behind us. Uh, the Cougars played the winner of San Diego and Portland in the opening round. Watch four games on BYU TV today in the West Coast Conference tournament starting at 3 Eastern. Tom Holmo spoke with select members of the media yesterday at the Marriott Center Annex and addressed a number of topics. Jeremy, you were there in person to hear all of his responses to that array of questions that he took, and it's hard not to see that Big 12 question kind of float to the top, that right? Was, yeah, th- those were the initial questions from the media, kind of the aftermath of that. Uh, it's been a while, but... Tom Holmo's opted not to answer individual inquiries, but rather meet with the media every six months. So these are kind of a collection of the best of from yesterday. Yeah, Tom talked about the process of Big 12 expansion, or lack thereof, and how things changed as the process went along. You know, going through the process, as we did, I felt really good about it. It it was a good process. We were able to say and show and do everything we needed to do to put our best foot forward. And I just think that the, the information that came out after they got into the process, um, they just made a business decision and a decision amongst the conference, which they could, to stop and not do it. So I, I don't think they misled us, but they changed direction once they started. And by business decision, Isn't that he what means misleading is? money decision. Sort of, sort of, right? It's about the money, and they got more money without having to expand. Period. End of story. Yeah. I, I mean, Tom has said all the right things, and he's a good dude. Right? Absolutely. And there's a lot of non-disclosure agreements, so they can't even talk about exactly what went down, right? Yeah. But to change direction once you start, that's called misleading to me, right? So, the, But Tom has taken the stance, uh, you know what? We learned a lot about ourselves. It was a great experience for us. And we're better off because of it. Yeah. He's and he's not going to t- ruffle any feathers. Right. Wisely so. Right in any direction, whether it's Group of Five or Power Five, right? And so BYU is in this space, you know, currently. He doesn't want to close any doors to Group of Five. And the good news is BYU still has this amazing relationship with the power broker in the sport. Ah. It's not the NCAA. It's ESPN. Yes, BYU is a part of the ESPN conference. Yeah. ESPN slash independent conference. Would you rather deal with Craig Thompson in the Mountain West or would you rather deal with ESPN? That's the choice BYU's made, uh, right? I'll take the mothership for Yo. 500, Alex. One has... Hair and the other has money, right? <laughs> right? Tom Homo talked about the current relationship that BYU has with ESPN, the worldwide leader, and what he sees for the future of that relationship. We're going to be with ESPN. Um, I, I don't think there's anything right now that's on the plate or in the you know, near future that you can say is going to turn that upside down. ESPN has been so good to us. We're going to be with them. It's just a matter of what happens in the future, and I think we grow together. There's some questions right now. Hey, there are new media emerging, uh, Yahoo and Google and Netflix and whatever. YouTube TV announced yesterday, right? Could they broadcast games? Could there be opportunities there for more money, more exposure, whatever? 
yes, they could, but the worldwide leader's not going anywhere. TV is sti- the technology of streaming a game is not caught up to TV quite yet. I mean, it's there, but if you're going to interact with Twitter, text with friends during game, which is the sense of community, it's got to be on TV. Everyone gets it at the, uh, within 10 seconds of What's each other. What's the most successful streaming service right now for sports, though? It's provided by ESPN. The BYU TV app. Oh. Oh, and then oh, BYU oh, TV. Oh, my bad. Oh, and what? BYU uh, TV. It's ESPN, yeah. right? Yes. You want to be You want to be at the party with ESPN, and BYU is. Look, being in a Power 5 would be better. We all know that. But if not, I think this is the best next thing. Yeah. Is it working? Tennessee, USC, Washington. Yeah. I, I gauge wins more than I do the schedule as the But it's progress, nice, right? But, yeah. It's nice that they can get that ESPN yeah. helps partner up those games, right? Absolutely. I don't yes. miss playing New Mexico at all. Speaking of partnering up things, ESPN has played a significant role in getting BYU into bowl games. And after the announcement that the Poinsettia Bowl was going away for good, BYU— Poinsettia Bowl champs forever. Forever Poinsettia champs. Okay. (laughs) After 12 years, that game not coming back. So BYU now needs a bowl game tie-in for each of the next two years. So, yes, the media naturally is going to ask the athletic director about where BYU will be if they're bowl eligible. This is what he had to say. I think that ESPN is such a, uh, a leader in the bowl uh, season yeah. with all their connections with the conferences, with the schools and the personalities involved with the bowls themselves, that I, I feel really confident that one way or the other we're going to end up in a bowl if we're bowl eligible. But it, I, I can't really say right now what it's going to be. And there you have it. He, he, there are some fans that think, why don't you just wait? Not every bowl will be filled, and then you'll just go in. Tom said, that's not realistic. There are too many bowl tie-ins. Not where as they'll an pull from someone else. Yes. So BYU will line up with a bowl before the season. That's part of the cost of independence and having this ESPN yeah. partner, right? Being in a conference, you would line up with a couple of bowls anyway. You know, it's just unique that you would know what bowl you would go to. What about the New Year's Six? Okay, if that happens, then you're in. Okay, Tom Homo, heavily addressing some significant football questions yesterday as part of that media roundtable discussion. If you want to hear it again and what we just talked about, download the podcast. I I tweeted other comments yesterday as well. Oh, yeah, Jerem had lots of good stuff. Up next, back to basketball because, of course, we are in Las Vegas for a week of basketball. Jeff Judkins, the head basketball coach of the BYU women, will join us. His expectations for his quarterfinal matchup. Presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This is BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from the Orleans Arena, your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV starting promptly at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Hey, and coming up uh, today, the West Coast Conference Tournament begins. Uh, We have two opening round games, two quarterfinal games on the women's side. BYU will find out who it plays today, winner of Portland, San Diego. Four games today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hang out with us all day here on BYU TV, starting at 3 Eastern. What gives you the greatest hope and or concern as BYU enters the West Coast Conference Tournament? Hope BYU beat Gonzaga. Why are you concerned about my pants? You have problems in your life if you're really concerned about my pants, Jeremy. Well, I'm not the only one. You should check Twitter. <laughs> At Crying Bronco just tweeted a picture of Oh, because 12 people? Because your... 12 people on Twitter? Have it responded. is 14, thank you. <laughs> and At Crying Bronco uh, used my photo from yesterday of your pants, uh-huh. and but put Bronco's crying face as your shoes. And guess what? That's Gu- funny. Guess what? Those, funny. Pe- those people react that way because they can never pull it off. So that's the real that's uh, aspect of, of it, right? One way of looking at it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not worried about it. 
I really am not worried about it. What do you? That do you much hate is my, obvious. You hate my You're pants more. Than, at all about do you it. hate my pants more than Jerem's top button? That's the real question. Yeah, we should pit them against each other. <laughs> Joining us now from the Orleans Arena, live in Las Vegas, one of our good friends and a man that has won a lot of basketball games, and a man that didn't coach. take our advice on what Twitter handle to use. At Shooter McJudkins. At Shooter McJudkins? Yeah. It's okay. At Coach Judkins. We can still call him that. Yeah. Jeff Judkins is with us, Coach. What's up, Jeff? Welcome back to Las Vegas. Nice to be here. Yeah, it is. In fact, you just wrapped up practice. How was it today? Well, it was too fast, an hour. And, but, you know, the main part was just to get out here and shoot and move around and get used to the arena. Now you can focus on important things, like... The picture that President Coach Steve Cleveland brought to us from your days at the <laughs> University of Utah. Look at that handsome young oh, man. man. I, listen, I don't have a lot of youths that I think look good. That, you're that does you're look one good, of them. Yeah. Look, look how, you look good. Look how long my hair was. Holy cow. You've got Stephen Bayo hair, but longer. I know. It was you, real popular back then, you know. I don't know. I, you know, now now it's a shortcut, you know, but that was that was a lot of fun. I remember those days. The kids would call that sick flow today. That, well, yeah, you couldn't probably <laughs> you, you couldn't take a test at the Heber J Grant Testing Center. I don't think with that with that those luscious locks. I know. probably couldn't. <laughs> you probably. I'm going to kill Coach Cleveland. That's for sure. <laughs> I got some on him. I'm going to pull him in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let, let the let it begin. Yeah, it'll this begin. is what we do. This okay, so we do. you like the men? You're coming off a win against Gonzaga. That was a big win Saturday. What's, it was. What's the momentum uh, and the feeling like right now with this team as you come down here? Well, I, I, you know, I think this team has been playing pretty well the last month. We really only lost to St. Mary's, and uh, we were in that game. So I, I think we're playing our best basketball right now. Um, I've been fortunate. I kind of try to schedule it. My assistant coach has helped me a lot with with practice times and try to make it where our team's playing the best at the end of the year. That means you got to give time off. It means you don't work because maybe it's hard in practice. You can continue to do different things, and we've been pretty fortunate over the years to be ready to play now. Is it because there's good coaching? I think coaching helps. I think I've been here enough. I mean, I think I've been in this tournament, what, 28 years I've been in the tournament. I've I've learned under some really great coaches, Rick Majerus and Coach Cleveland. Um, and then, yeah, I've kind of had my own philosophies when I was a player. What, what would I want to do? How do I want to do it? And so... You know, the hard part of basketball is you're, you're as good as your last game. So you're you pretty know? good. So when you play good, you're you're great. You're feeling really good. The next game, you could stink. And that's that's what basketball, and that's why we have these tournaments. Everybody's so excited. Somebody's going to beat somebody and knock somebody off, and that's what happens. You've had great success specifically at this tournament. You've won it a couple of times. You won the West Coast Conference regular season championship last year. What is it about this tournament that you've been able to kind of navigate through to to some championships? Because it's hard to play this many games in a condensed amount of time. Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing is we, we've prepared for it before this happens. We play preseason games. We'll play back-to-back games in like in Hawaii or we'll go to Mexico this year and play back-to-back so my team can get ready for this. We also try to, to maybe have a day off where we do nothing. Like on Sunday, we if we're fortunate enough to win tomorrow, we will not practice. We won't do anything on Sunday. And so then Monday's the game. So you have to kind of prepare for that. And then I think experience. I have some, some players that have been here. We've been in this position before. And they can kind of balance themselves out and really, you know, do it. It's 
it's hard. It's not. Uh, I remember the first year I was with Coach Cleveland when we got in the NCAA tournament. He was really working the team hard, and I said, Coach, you got to back off as much as you want to try to get everything in. You got to back off because it's it's a tournament now. You know, you just it's it's not it's not October practice. So that's why today one hour we went one hour today. I've learned my players are better with fresh legs and tired legs. So. Um, We'll, we'll tonight go through what we're going to need to do. The hard part we have, we don't know who we're playing. Right. And so now we've got to hurry and rush into this, and that's why I've got Dan Nielsen, who's been with me for many, many years, who knows exactly what we need to do, and he's prepared, and when it comes, he'll just go after it. So do you wait to really – I mean, you have a game plan, I, I'm sure, for both San Diego and Portland, but to install that game plan, do you wait until you know yes. who you play? Yes. Because you don't want to mix up too much yeah, in their mind, right? I mean, we've done a few things like – this is what San Diego did to us. This is what Portland did to and us. You played them twice what, each. You remember? Yeah. So we've kind of went through that the last couple of days, but really focusing on what we're doing. No, it's you've kind of tonight's going to be a big night. After this game, we're going to go out and eat as a team. We're going to come back and we're going to go through our game plan. The format of the women's tournament and the bracket here in Las Vegas is interesting because today and all the games will be on BYU TV. There are two opening round games that are essentially play into the quarterfinal games, and then there are two quarterfinal games. So if you're in the 4-5 game or the 3-6 game on the women's side, you play Thursday, you win, you don't have to play until Monday, whereas the top two seeds play on Friday and then get only two days off. Does that really affect things for you? How do you view that bracket? Well, I, I, in the women's tournament the last two years, the number one and number two seeds never won it. So what does that tell you? It's, you know, we won it as a fifth seed. Last year, San Francisco won it as a six seed, but they played the three six game. In my opinion, the three six game is that that is probably the best because you 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 know you you play Thursday night, you know who you're playing the whole week, you play that game, and then then you then you have till Monday to really wait for the next game, so you get another day to to prepare for whatever game they think is going to win Friday. So I think that's an advantage. You've had the last four West Coast Conference Players of the Year, and they've been four different players. There's what great that, coaching what does that in say? it. Yeah, <laughs> amazing coaching, right? No, that's pretty wild. Um, you know, that, what does that mean? I think what it means is um, I've got great assistant coaches that work really hard individually with my players. I think secondly, we have a system that fits for many different kinds type of players. Like Riley won it, Jen won it, Bailey, Lexi, and now my point guard wins the MVP. Um, it's a system that works for everybody, and whatever advantage we have, we take the most adva- most advantage of that. And um, I think a lot of it is my system's a hard system to learn. So maybe these players, their first couple of years, they don't do as much, and then all of a sudden it clicks, like the light goes on, and they just start playing better. That happened with this show. It took a few years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One, once I started coming on it, the raising then it, it was then better. It Boom. You impact everything for <laughs> yeah. the better. That's oh. awesome. But Cassie, I mean, what a great year! Wow. I mean, double figures every game except for one this year, and that was she had nine points, and she could have had double figures if I would have played her the end of the game. Um, just consistent and just did what she needed to do. And I thought Kalani had a great season. So uh, McKenzie. Both, those three, I thought, were the, really the, the main focus of our team this year. Every day they had to come in and play. And then I'm very proud of Brenna. I mean, to, to make the all-freshman team 
nobody even knew about this girl, and she just came in and played really well. You know, her biggest thing was she her, her consistency had to get a little bit better, but she's had some great games for us, and uh, she helped us win some, some big games this year. Cassie Broadhead, the West Coast Conference Player of the Year, took uh, a gnarly elbow to oh. the face in that Gonzaga game. It loosened one of her teeth. She, no, it knocked it out. Uh, not, oh, officially knocked, knocked it out. Knocked it out. She came back into the game after that happened, Coach. I, w- I was blown away. I was like, okay, I respect Cassie Broadhead because she's a good player. After that, I was like, wow. She's uh, she's tough. Man. You know, to be a really good player, you have to have that. You have to have that toughness and aggressiveness. And when she got hit, I told our trainer, I said, get her out here as fast as you can. I'll try to stall these refs. And I was hoping she'd go in and they just look at it and say, yeah, she's all right, get out there. And they looked at it and she says, I'm, I'm out, I'm gone, I'm going, I'm going back. So she's been, she didn't practice Monday uh, at all. And Tuesday she, she did very little. And then yesterday was probably the first day she's kind of gone up and down. She's really fighting. Uh, she's got a really bad sore throat right now with the, with the surgery she had and all that. But if I know her, she'll be back. She, you know, she'll, she'll be ready to go. If not... You know, it'll be Brenda's opportunity, and you might see me play Kehlani at point guard. That's a nice thing that I Because have. you have that wow. option. I have that option, that she can do it. And, and I, we've worked on it this week in case Cassie cannot come back and play. She'll play some point for me. It's her tooth. I mean, is it normal? Completely it, off. It, it, out. It's out. So they replaced it. They hope it grows back. If it doesn't, then they'll have to do some other things. So... Tough kid. She's already she engaged. She's good. She's engaged. She's already go. Yeah. <laughs> she got her pictures. <laughs> Did she already take her pictures? Yes, her Cassie. Pictures. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. that's the play yes. of the year. Yeah, that is. Yes. The player of the year, but that was play of the year. She that won't is. miss. People don't realize that kid is tough, and, you know, she'll, she'll be out there. Uh, it's who she is. Yep. And what she does. Wow. I'm really impressed. I know. I know, right? Juddy, great to have you. Hey, uh, thanks, Thanks guys. for elevating our show to that uh you know, well, next level. Yeah. That's right. That's we, right. Needed to, we needed to go A former there. Celtic. We were looking for somebody. <laughs> Luckily, we found you. You need to show some good pictures of me, will you? That is a you good picture. That's good. Because I got a lot of hair. That's why. <laughs> that good looking a, dude, man. Fantastic picture. The best looking Ute west of yeah. Eric Weddle. Women, women are fainting all over the yeah. country right yeah. now. Make sure my team sees that. They've never seen that much hair on me before. <laughs> <laughs> we're on it. We're on it. Johnny, great to talk hey, to you thanks, as always. Thanks, guys. Our Twitter question today, what gives you the greatest hope and or concern as BYU enters the West Coast Conference Tournament? Your responses on Twitter coming up, plus a Cougar whip round, including spring football headlines and game day for BYU baseball and softball. And Eric Mika just won a national award. We'll tell you what it is. He's a smart guy, Jerem. He is a smart dude. Smart, smart guy. Smarter than you and I, that's for sure. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Welcome back to the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Jerem, what is it we do right now? Grab a rope, let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Athletics. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo will join the program Monday. He spoke with the media at the Marriott Center Annex, a.k.a. the YMCA, yesterday for 45 minutes. Subjects included the Big 12 Aftermath, and ESPN Contract Renewal, where BYU stands there, and ties with future bowl games. Download the podcast to hear his comments. Football. BYU held its second practice of spring ball yesterday. Senior safety Matt Hadley is not just a safety anymore. He saw time at running back yesterday. More than a safety. Men's basketball. And uh, Eric Binka is a co-side of second-team academic All-American. This just came out during the show. 
He's a pre-management major with a 3.68 GPA. Congrats to Eric. So smart. Women's basketball. The Women's West Coast Conference Basketball Tournament tips off today. The Cougars will take on the winner of San Diego and Portland in that opening round game live on BYU TV. You can watch all four games today on BYU TV starting at 3 p.m. Eastern. Baseball. The Bad Cats play at CSU Bakersfield at 9 Eastern. Didn't the men's basketball team play them? CSU Bakersfield? Yes. Yeah. The Cougars will start Maverick Buffo, whose first team on West Coast Conference name tonight. You always played three extra inning games the last five. Beat the Rogers in the minors. Jacob Hanneman had an RBI for the Cubs yesterday. He's back in action today against the Reds. A's outfielder Jacob Brugman plays the Rangers. He, he might be with the big club. Softball. Cougars playing the San Diego Classic today against McNeese State. Uh, you applied to there to get in, right, when you were out of high school? Yeah. At 4 Eastern, then San Diego State at 9 Eastern. You know me, McNeese State. McNe- you big, were big on big, McNeese big State. Big letdown. BYU was your backup. Hey, yeah. you know, I'm glad that, I'm glad that BYU the accepted f- me. fighting McNeesers. <laughs> Future guests, as Jerem just mentioned, Tom Homo, the athletic director at BYU, will join us on Monday, as will West Coast Conference Commissioner Lynn Holtzman in the approaching shows. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need the most, DexterLaw.com. Who deserves it today, Jerem? Cassie Broadhead. She had surgery on the tooth. It's, it's out. They're hoping... Everything gets fixed there. She's had a sore throat, but she's got a she's got a ball tomorrow. West Coast Conference Player of the Year already took the engagement photos. Pre tooth injury, to, she's going to come back. She's going to play. I know. It'll be funny though because we're watching her tooth more than her game tomorrow. <laughs> Live on BYU TV. Hey, when when shots go in, no one's going to care. Yeah, nobody will care. Yeah. What gives you the greatest hope and or concern as BYU enters the West Coast Conference Tournament? Our elite tweet of the day is actually not related to this Twitter question. But one of our students tweeted this in. Andrew Corliss. In response to Jerem saying the A-list crew was down here. Oh, really? You took the A-list crew to Vegas, Spencer Linton? It wasn't me that said it. It was Jerem that said it. I meant the full-timers and freelancers. <laughs> Not the sports production students. We apologize. Hey, someone needs to hold down the Ford in Provo. Hey, are we, did, we, did we update the pants versus top button poll? Did we ask what's to- worse or what's better? Did we ask what's worse or what's better? We asked, what's worse? Okay. 58% pants. Right All right. Now. Pants. Boom. Whole, a whole 66 votes. <laughs> so keep it coming. Oh, hey, thanks job. to Jeff Toriel, Jeff Judkins, and everyone on our crew. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. The show on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Daniel Bobick and all of those that support Man Priest, Nike Tech Fleece. We'll see you soon.